Hey, Anna, remember that time Disney owned a haunted ship? historical podcast i'm your host anna webb and i'm your host amanda webb this is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out on all their favorite moments in history and friends were in the same room <laughs> it's always weird when it's we're in the always same room. weird and we've also so we're recording at my apartment now which we've never done before right. we've done yours a couple times and our parents house and our parents house we've never done it here and it's weird super weird i don't like it <laughs> i don't hate it but i don't like it well, here we are it's mostly because i panic and i forget how to do anything <laughs> It's just not the routine. It's not the routine. And so my brain's like, what is podcast? But it's going to be a lot easier for you to edit, though. A hundred percent. It is every time. <laughs> if only we lived in the same city, we could do this every time. Yep. But alas, we yep. do not. Here we are. It's fine. It's also a late record for us, my friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, After I have day. been at work for 12 hours. Yeah, so. I drove to a, to. It plus hours to uh-huh. get here after being at work for eight hours. Uh-huh. So. so what we're saying is we're in for a fun one. <laughs> Which is good because it's spooky season. This leads a little bit into my drink update. Do you want to just go? Ahead yeah. And oh yeah. It? Do it. Um, I'm having a Coke <laughs> at almost eight. Yeah, PM. friends, it's almost eight. <laughs> I'm and I'm almost thirty. Uh huh. So this is probably not a good idea. It's gonna but go good for you. I bought it for the road because it uh-huh. sounded really good, and then I didn't finish it, and it's just what I'm drinking. So yeah. here we are. Here we are. I'm drinking water because <laughs> of who I am as a person. <laughs> Like very indicative of who we each are as yeah. a person. Yeah, yeah. I don't usually drink ca- caffeine late at night, but it was necessary. I you like a carbonated drink on the road. I love a carbonated drink, like at all times. Mm-hmm. And if I'm craving it, it's like all I can think about. You just have to have it. I have to have it. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's spooky. Yeah, if you couldn't tell by the um, intro, anything about the intro, it is in fact spooky season. Spooky season. Man, this house has, you know, pumpkins everywhere. I mean, mine does too, but this is where we are. I have three different seasonal birds now. (laughs) Because I I bought one because it brought me joy and then I bought it a friend and then some friends bought it a friend also because of, again, who I am as a person. Yeah. See, um, I would never because I have an irrational fear of birds. Mm-hmm. Hey, podcast, I don't know if you knew this about me. I have a phobia of birds, so I would never put birds in my home. Yeah, but these are delightful ones. little fellows. I mean, they're cute. Yeah. I wouldn't put it in my house. Yeah. <laughs> so all of that's to say it's spooky season. <laughs> Guys, it's going to be a rough we're one. We're doing great already. Yeah. Okay. Um. So today we're going to talk about the Queen Mary. Yes. Not a human being. <laughs> A boat. <laughs> no, we have talked about the human being Queen, queen Mary. Well, one and this of them. is and this is a different Queen Mary that this is named after, which we'll Did get we into. Talk about Mary? Yeah, we talked. Yeah, about we Mary. talked about Mary. Um, not Mary Queen of Scots, but the, there are so many Marys. Yeah, there's a lot of Queen Marys. We'll get into it all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're talking about the Queen Mary. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think it's gonna be a short one because this is a boat. Um, but it's like one of the top ten most haunted places in the world. Yeah, I want to go real bad. Me too. Um, and it has a really interesting history. I wanted to do an episode about it because I think it its history is so 
interesting compared to like other places that are haunted's history. Like it has all yes. of the ingredients necessary to be very, very haunted. I get that because I, um, in preparation for spooky season, started looking up other haunted places, mm-hmm. thinking maybe I'll do a haunted place as uh-huh. well. But it's hard to like make a narrative out of it. Yes, it, it <laughs> is, and that's why I think this will be a short one. But like when I did the Winchester House, I thought that was so interesting yeah, because totally. again, the the building itself has all the conditions yes. of history to make it haunted, and this boat is very much well, the same way. Let's do it. So let's talk about let's this talk boat. Talk it up. All right. The Cunard Line, I think is how you say it. I'm going to say it a lot, so I hope that's right. Um, Which is a British cruise and shipping line. uh, Begins construction on the ocean liner Hall Number 534. Wow, what a creative name. Real snappy name. It wasn't named yet. This is what it was called in production. Um, In December of 1930, it is built by the John Brown Company shipyard in the River Clyde in Scotland. Hey, we know a John Brown from previous from, episodes. Yes, a recent previous episode. <laughs> not the same dude. No. This is 1930, so not Civil War no. times. Also England. It, also England, so, you know. Uh, the Great Depression ends up halting production. Well, sure. A year later. Uh, in 1934, the Cunard Line gets a loan from the British government to complete construction, but as part of that process, they... Like, to get the loan, they had to merge with the White Star Line. Oh, we know them. We know the White Star Line. Oh, boy. Because they made the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they sure did. They made two ships that done sunk. Yep. Yep. We'll talk about it when we do a Titanic episode. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's interesting. We're going to have to fight over who's going to do that episode. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Maybe we'll do it in two halves and take turns like the movie Titanic. to watch it on two tapes or on two discs because oh it's so long <laughs> I've never been prouder of a joke you've made <laughs> as a 90s kid who deeply 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 loves that film yeah I remember exactly I still have I have it on stopped. DVD and I still have it on two discs I'm aware yeah yeah anyway I remember watching the VHS's and knowing exactly where it was going to uh-huh. stop to switch over yeah it's still when they're talking in, about how the compartments flow. and it still stops yeah. at the same spot <laughs> um so yeah the that's our our friends the white star line they were like their main competitors sure. and so the depression hits and everybody's having a rough right. time so they have to merge um and I don't know how clearly it was put across when I said ocean liner but this is meant to be like a People transporting ship and not like a goods transporting right. ship. Ocean um, liners it implies generally that, yeah. are like they're not really like cruise ships, but like people movers is a good way to put it. It's, yeah, it's for people to travel across. Yeah, usually and the these types of ones that we're talking stuff. about is a luxury line right. of ocean they liners. They move into the yeah. ship for however long they're going to be for like on a, it. a month or whatever. Right. Um, the the plan for this ship is for it to make two week runs between. Let me find the right place. Hold on. <laughs> we weren't paying enough attention to the notes. Well, and I always do them so good, and then I'm out of order. From Southampton to New York. Okay. So it's a two week trip, and it's supposed to make that pretty regularly. Like that's the okay. intention of the ship during building. Okay. Um. So they merge with the white White Star Line. Uh, construction is completed in 1934. It is named the RMS Queen Mary after King George V's wife, right. Mary of Tech. Right. So. I know about her. Yeah. Well, I know about him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know more about him than I know about her. Right. Yeah. Um, so 
Not the most famous Queen Mary, I would argue. Absolutely not. Yeah, but it, it is still named the Queen Mary. Would you say he's the most famous King George? No. <laughs> no, he's certainly not. No, he's not. He's probably the second most famous yeah. King George. Um, so it launches on September 20th. I say it, but every all the no- things she. I read said she. But because I, everybody I, refers to ships as she. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, so it launches on t- September 26th, 1934. Um, I'm pretty sure that Queen Mary was there to christen it when it launched mm. into the river. Sure. Um, and the river w- Clyde was expanded to compensate for when they launched it into the river. Because have you ever seen yep. one of those big sh- ships get launched into a river before? It, yes. All that water it displaces. displaces. Yeah. So they had to make the river bigger at the place wow. where it was built so that the river could compensate and for it. And then everybody comes out and they stand and they wave. Wave at the boat. Yep. They wave at the boat. <laughs> you know, you wave at the boat. You take yeah. your hat off and, and you, you wave. wave. And there's like three right. people on the boat, but you wave at the boat. <laughs> um, it took three and a half years to complete and cost 3.5 million pounds sterling, which wow. in 2020 money... Um, this is so specific, so I'm just going to round, is about $340 million. Wow. Dollars. Wow. Expensive. Expensive boat. Expensive boat. Um, so it launches into the river, but it doesn't take its maiden voyage until until later because they had to finish doing right. stuff on it. Um, so it launches its maiden voyage from Southampton on May 27th, 1936. And it arrives in New York on June 1st. So it's my birthday. It is your birthday. (laughs) So it does take about two weeks the first time it launches. And friends, I know nothing about boats. So I took (laughs) out a lot of boat talk. Um, Sure. It's like Moby Dick. Yeah. I don't know what the mechanical stuff means. I don't know how knots work. I just. Not a bit. No. Um, But I can say that it was mentioned several times that this was a a fast boat. This was quite a fast boat. Well, that's fast. Yeah. For for the 1930s. Like this was one of the fastest on the market. Um, Pretty quick. And it just continues to get faster, which we'll talk about as we go. But this this, this here is a fast boat. (laughs) (laughs) This here is a fast boat. Um. This quote just said it well about the facilities and all the stuff that's in it. So, uh, among facilities available on board Queen Mary, the liner featured two indoor swimming pools. <laughs> okay, sorry. We're going to go ahead and pause after the first one. Uh-huh. 1936, uh-huh. you say? Two indoor swimming first pools. First class and second class swimming pools. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing that even second class gets a swimming pool. Because mm-hmm. class... Housing on these ships was broken up into what we would now think of as first, second, and third, right. but was then called like cabin class. Uh-huh. And there's different names for yeah. them. Um, but yeah, there was a first class and a second cl- class pool on this. Can you imagine boat. swimming in a pool on a boat? I can't. No, I've never been on a cruise. No. Obviously, that thought is yeah. enough to keep me from going on yeah. a cruise yeah. ever. I mean, there are a lot of other reasons I wouldn't go on a cruise. Yeah. Let's be honest, but. Yeah, that, no. it weirds me out. No. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, so two indoor swimming pools, uh, beauty salons, of libraries, and children nurseries for all three classes. So first, second, and wow. third class had nurseries. Um, a music studio and lecture hall. Sure. Because who doesn't need to set down some tracks while they're on For two the weeks. Sea? For two weeks. Who doesn't need to lay down some tracks? Yeah. Um, <laughs> telephone connectivity to anywhere in the world. Wow. Outdoor paddle tennis courts and dog kennels. This is fancy as heck. It's big too. It's a big boat. It's like 
I know it's big. 80,000 tons or something pictures like and that. Videos. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a pretty big boat. It's bi- it bigger than the Titanic or about yeah. close, close, comparable in size to the I Titanic. Think, yeah, I think it was bigger. Yeah. Um, not, it came not, after. Probably not significantly, yeah. but definitely. Because the bigger. Titanic was 1914. <sighs> And this is in the 30s, so it came after the fact. Oh, it's going to drive me bonkers. Yeah, look it up. I'm going to keep talking about what's on this boat while you find that. Um, The largest room on board was the cabin class main dining room, which is, for us, first class. Um, And it was called the Grand Salon. Right, 1912. 12. Okay, I thought I I was going to say 12, and then I second-guessed myself. Um, It spanned three stories in height and was anchored by wide columns, so it was big, tall room. I think I've seen. Oh yeah, I mean, I've watched lots of videos of people doing ghost hunts on this boat, and it's the sort of centerpiece. Um, The ship had many air-conditioned public rooms on board. Wow. Mm -hmm. I I think that came later because it was running into the '60s, so I think that that was added later. Yeah. Um, The cabin class swimming pool facility spanned over two decks in height. Uh, it was the first ocean liner to be equipped, this is really interesting, with its own Jewish prayer room, part oh. of a policy to show that British shipping lines avoided the anti-Semitism evident in Nazi sure. Germany. Well, they all had chapels uh-huh. and they would have church services. Uh-huh. So, so it was that the makes first sense that they would do that. First ocean liner to have a Jewish prayer room. Wow. Because mm-hmm. it, it started sailing just before World War II, right. which we'll get into here in a second. Um, so they were like putting policies in place to be like, we're not Nazis, so... We're not Nazis, but, you know, don't look too deep. Yeah. Because we're still, you know, us. Yeah, you know, but. yeah. Um, in September of 1939, let's start getting into the war. Okay. Uh, the Queen Mary <laughs> gets stuck at port in New York because World War II is declared in Europe. Yep. So it had Can't traveled. It had traveled. It was traveling home from New York and had to get escorted by a boat. And because it was, the waters were starting to get dangerous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um. It was in port for a couple of weeks, and then they were like, okay, you're good to sail again. So it went back to New York, and then they went, never mind. (laughs) By the time they got there, war had been declared, like, while they were sailing. So they had to stay. Um, It stays there until March of 1940, um, and it's it's joined, uh, wow, uh, by a couple of boats, the Normandy and the Queen Elizabeth, which is its ship, sister ship. yes, we know know of the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. It's its sister ship, and they, like, take turns doing that two-week trip. Sure, oh, yeah. Um, that makes sense. So they're all at port in New York, and they are taken to Sydney, Australia, to be converted into troop ships. So they're going to transport wow. troops because they are big, big boats they with are. rooms yeah. to keep people in, and ain't nobody going to be traveling out of Europe. That is a bougie way to travel if you are one of those soldiers mm-hmm. that happens to get to travel on mm-hmm. that wow you are living large comparatively yeah. oh my god yeah um so portions of its hull are painted gray um because that's like the navy yeah. color for ships during the war um and because of how fast it is it's nicknamed the gray ghost ah isn't that so good yes of course love that so some foreshadowing yeah right <laughs> big time um, all the carpets and the expensive decorations are removed and put into storage for the remainder of the war because it would, very, get it would get destroyed. Um, and the a bun- there's a bunch of like wood d- interiors because it's all Art Deco in there, right. and there's like wood from different parts of the British Empire in there. They all get covered with leather to, so as, as to, to not, not get damage it. Wow. Um, now that is an interesting way to value 
uh, to, to think about what is valuable to you in war times. They're yeah. Like, but we still have to protect this. Yeah. Well, because they still intend on using it after the war. I know, but it's just so interesting to think about, like, um, how British people were living at the yeah. time compared to, like, what the British government, I guess, uh, decided they needed to protect. Yeah. Like, I just find that really interesting. Yeah. Um, The Queen Mary and Queen Elizabeth are the largest and fastest troop ships involved in the war, often carrying as many as 15,000 men in a single voyage and often traveling out of convoy without escort because they're so fast. Right. Um, They outrun the escort Yeah. Their high speed and zigzagging courses made it virtually impossible for U-boats to catch them. So these are massive ships that U-boats can't catch because of how fast they are. That's that so that, and interesting. And they were not built for war. That, no. That's wild. No. They just speed. Yeah. And th- I, I don't know if I have it in here, but like over the course of the war, it carried like 800,000 men total. Well, yeah. yeah. Like it, it transported a lot of, wow. of groups. Um, Saturn note. We're, okay. g- we're running into a tragedy. Well, that you know, we're already this. in the war. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're running into the, the like the big... I would say tragedy of the ship um, comparatively to its time. So on October 2nd, 1942, the Queen Mary is transporting American troops from New York to Glasgow. And in October. Ooh, Ooh, spooky. spooky. Um, It's being escorted by a smaller ship, the HMS Curacao, I think is how you say it. Yep, that sounds right. Um, It's much, much smaller, but it's, you know, an escort ship. And the Curacao is zigzagging in front of the Queen Mary to attempt to confuse U-boats and U-boats in the water. But the Queen Mary is traveling faster than it is expecting to fast or to uh, travel. And it accidentally hits the Curacao. And because it's so much bigger, it splits the boat in half. Yep. Yep. I knew you were going to say that. With no resistance. Just slices the boat right in half. Um... Yeah, the Queen Mary is about 20 times bigger than the Cur- the Curacao. So it just, wow. Yeah. Um, because of the war protocol and the potential risk of U-boats, the Queen Mary is not allowed to stop. They have to keep going. They have yeah. to keep traveling. So they can't stop to collect survivors. Oh, um, th- uh, there are competing stories about that. Like some people on board say, no, 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 we stopped right away to collect people. And then but other people are saying, But they say that because yeah, they have yeah. to save face. Yeah. Um, Obviously, some people died on impact. Some that were in the water were sucked into the propellers oh, of the boat. God. Yeah, um, and some died of hypothermia in the water while they yeah. were waiting for the the rescue team. Um, it's October. Yeah, two hundred and thirty nine people die in this accident, wow. and only about a hundred survive. So there were like three, four hundred some on the boat, and yeah, that is wild. Yeah, so that's like. That kind of stuff, that, that's another reason I won't be going on a cruise. Yeah, ever. yeah. Because that really terrifies me. Frightening. Even though it's not likely to happen. Yeah. Yet, but that really terrifies it me. It scares me more than the idea of a plane crashing does. Oh, absolutely. Because so, in my head, a plane going down is not dissimilar to a car crash. Much more survivable. Yeah. But yeah. if a boat goes down and I'm out there, no. Nah. No, I will not. No. Nah. I won't make it. No. Personally. Yeah, I no would way. never make it. <laughs> no way. I'm not that type of resilient in any way, shape, or form. So that's the the saddest right. bit of history here. Um, from 
the 25th of July to the 30th of July in 1943, uh, the Queen Mary carried 15,740 soldiers and 943 crew, a standing record for the most passengers ever transported in one vessel. Still. Still. Wow. Um, this was only possible in the summer because the passengers were able to sleep, sleep on the deck. Oh, right. So they had they rooms full outside. and they had to sleep outside. So it was a total of 16,683 people wow. on the ship at once, which is wild. That's a lot of people. I assume, it, the, the article I was reading said a standing record, so I assume that's still sure. the record. Um, I could be wrong, that's but what who, I take who's from to it. say, yeah. Um, during the war, the Queen Mary carried Winston Churchill across the Atlantic for meetings with fellow Allied forces. The man himself. The man himself. Um, he was listed on the passenger manifest as uh, Colonel Warden. Which tracks, great code name tracks tracks <laughs> really subtle. Seems like he picked that. Absolutely, he picked that. Yeah, very subtle. No one will ever know who that is. No, no way. No. God, it's just such a Churchill thing to do. Yeah, big time. Oh, we'll have to do an episode on Churchill. Oh, at some point. Lord, yeah. fascinating, weird man. Yeah. Um, at the close of the war, the ship began to transport more than 22,000 war brides and their children to the United States and Canada to, like, visit troops and families I there. I don't like I, that phrase. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> and I don't get it either. Well, war brides, uh-huh. I, I, I understand. It's just, like, the phrase, for some reason, invokes, like... Child bride. Or, <laughs> um... Ghost bride. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. Um, This is known as the bride and baby voyages. And there were 13 of them in 1946. Very literal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Big time. Um, So that's, that's the end of her war career. Right. Um, Which is just like wild to think. Yeah. That it spent that many years doing that. Yeah. It's uh, it's buck wild. Um, Again, so just conditions for haunting. Big time. Well, I'm talking a lot about the history and then we'll talk about like some of the most haunted places. But yeah. Um, So from September of 1946 to July of 1947, the Queen Mary is re-equipped to be able to resume passenger service. Um, So it gets all its fancy furniture back. Gets all its fancy furniture back. And the leather off the walls. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Over the course of its history, uh, it carries the, at some point or the other... Uh, the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, uh-huh. Greta Garbo, oh. Clark Gable, wow. um, David Niven, Mary Pickford, George, and George and Ira Gershwin. Oh. So, the stars. Wow. Stars across the ocean. Wow. Yeah. It was a, it was a swanky boat. Yeah. It was a swanky boat. And you know what's so funny is I don't hear about this that often. It is claimed to be one of the top 10 most haunted places in the world. And I feel like when I'm like, you know, the Queen Mary, people are like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we're just more into haunted stuff than other people. Mm-hmm. To be fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we but have, also we just have like visited one of the most haunted places in the, America, in America yeah. several times. Yeah. Um, and that's the type of thing we do with it. Yeah. Friends. But also, I just think, like, I, it's comparable to the Titanic in terms of, like, yeah, the work that it did. Yeah, but you know what? There aren't, like, movies and stuff made yeah. about it. And that's why. Because, like, if you think about, um, like, the Amityville Horror House. Yes. There are movies about it. There was a book The Lizzie about Borden. It. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, it's not in popular culture as much. No. Which is, in itself, 
the surprising thing. Because yeah. Because it's, it's, I guess. The, its history is not it as commercially have, like, interesting. Yeah, yeah. As, as others are. Yeah. I think there are stories to be told about the boat. Sure. But it's not as like. But it's not like Lizzie Borden, Borden where it's yeah. like a story. Yeah. There, yeah. Here's this, in, this murder and whatever. Sure. Yeah. It just doesn't function quite the same way. So in the early 60s, commercial air flights start to become way, way cheaper. Um, So it starts to become the easier way to travel. So transatlantic ocean liners start to fall out of fashion very quickly. Um, So the Cunard Line decides to retire the Queen Mary around the same time. And accepts a bid of $3.45 million from Long Beach, California for the boat. Wow. So it was like either going to go to them or like Japanese scrapyards. Thank God someone bid on it. Yeah. God, can you imagine something like that getting destroyed? No. It really stresses me out. When we, um, you guys were out visiting me last weekend and we Uh went to the museum and I was telling our cousin who was also visiting about, um, the places in uh, Rome that they found just like under apartment buildings. Yeah. And I was like, it's so weird to think about places that are so much older than the United States because here we would never cover stuff up because as it's happening, we're like, this is something we want to remember mm-hmm. because our history is so short. Mm-hmm. But like the ancient Romans weren't like, save all this yeah. stuff. There are, I'm sure there are layers and layers and layers of stuff in Mesopotamia yeah, and then that the we'll Romans never find. in between weren't like, we should save those things. Yeah. They were like, gotta build the city. We need more space. Gotta build up. Yeah. You know? And they never think about that. Yeah. And, and then at the same time, they're like walking around town and just walking like by the Colosseum, which yeah. is like bonkers to me. Yeah. It's like something I could never understand. Yeah. So the thought of something like that getting destroyed to me, like as an American, is like, what? what? Yeah. You can't destroy that yeah that's why we're all pack rats (laughs) big time (laughs) so the queen mary's retired from service in 1967 on september 27th uh it completes its 1000th and last crossing of the north atlantic that's beautiful yeah um having carried who okay 2,112,000 2,112,000 passengers over 3,792,227 miles wow. over its time. Wow. Yeah. Millions of people wow. have gone. Oh, that was my own. Yeah. That was not good. Hold on. <clears throat> wow. That was a little better. Let me see if I can get one. I got to get one in now. Wow. That was pretty good. Thank you. That was better than mine. Well, I just watched all of Loki, so I'm like kind of <laughs> okay. in a Owen Wilson okay. headspace. As <laughs> you are sometimes. You know, like sometimes you just are. Um, under the command of Captain John Treasure Jones. What? Yeah. Um, who had been her captain since 1965. Uh, it sailed from Southampton for the last time on October 31st with uh, 1,093 passengers and 806 crew. Uh, after a voyage around Cape Horn, it arrives in Long Beach on December 9th. Uh, yeah, that's that's the end of her. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, There's more to the quote that yeah, I didn't I need to add. So. Yeah. So it's now in Long Beach, California. Right. Which is like, why? <laughs> 
Why did, somebody done bought it. Why did Long Beach... Re- but somebody didn't done buy it. The city of Long Beach well, done bought it. Well, they probably were thinking about tourism at the time. Yeah, and, and it, it, that factors into it too. But like, for, in my head, it's like, well, it traveled to New York all those years. Why wouldn't New York want it as a well, tourist attraction? That's harder to keep I guess on the so, East Coast, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, just because... There are constantly boats coming in and out. Yeah, that's true. And having one stay there permanently is, like, kind of tough, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't live, like, on the coast. Yeah. So I couldn't really tell you, but. Yeah. Um. So after it arrives in Long Beach, it they start the process of converting it into a hotel and a tourist attraction, right. like we were saying. Um. So a bunch of the interior is gutted to make room for hotel rooms. So but also, like. So much of it was going to be non-functioning anymore. Yeah, they, I get it. It's just, again, it makes yeah, me sad. <laughs> they got rid of, like, several of the engines and the boiler rooms oh, sure, because they, they just it. don't need it. And they can turn that into shopping space. You know, it's so it's weird. huge. You could fit, it's like, enormous. three malls in it. It's crazy to think about. Just make the whole thing a mall. Come um, on. And, you know, they remodel all the rooms and, like, make it more of a hotel and not a boat. Right. Living. Like, you know, two of those little boats rooms make up one hotel sweet, room. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, like, most of them are in the same places that the rooms you used to be. And I'm sure they saved stuff from in there but they convert it into like a more functioning right. uh tourist attraction yeah so they they add hotel rooms shopping centers restaurants stuff like that right. they keep both of the pools intact but both of them are so out of shape that they can't use them so okay. th- it's i think it's just part of the history Skate and part, yeah right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but i think they just keep it as part of the tourist yeah. stuff it opens to guests on May 8th in 1971. So it's been around. It's been a hotel for a good long yeah, while. Yeah, it has. It was a... You can kind of tell when you look at it that it was a hotel that opened in, in the, the 70s. 70s <laughs> yeah. um, well, it functioned as a sh- working ship for about 40 years, yep. more or less. Yep. And has now been a hotel for almost 50 I am so not used to thinking about the 70s as that long Being ago. Being about 50 years ago, yeah. <laughs> it's weird to think that it's been a hotel for longer than it was a functioning show. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this I found so interesting. It temporarily holds a portion of Jacques Cousteau's Museum of the Sea. Well, where else would you put that, I guess? Yeah. It's an appropriate place. And that closes within the f- a couple of years because all the fish keep dying. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's for real. It's not equipped to keep fish. No, inside. it's not. It's, it's not, not a very good museum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a very good museum. Um, it changes management and ownership several times over the next few, year- few years. And something I did not know is that it was briefly owned by Disney. Shopping by the Walt off. Disney Company. Shopping they off. were going to turn it into a sea-themed park. Yeah. Um, which they then recycled that idea to make Tokyo 
Disney's sea ah, park. Um, oh, okay. But they were going to turn the ship into a hotel and then build out on the port around right. it and turn it into a park because this is before they started Disney Cruises. Right. So they were also going to launch cruises from, from there. there. Sure. Um, but then... Which is so wild to think about. The upkeep for Disney would have probably been too much. Not it's a, worth it. It's a big ship. It's, it's easier and less expensive for them to just build a new thing. A brand new thing. Yeah. Yeah. That functions the way they want to function and right. they don't have to keep up historic stuff uh-huh. and, and all that stuff. Um, just after Disney sells it, because it was too they much work for them, um, it closes briefly in 1992 because it just nobody was making, they were s- losing so much money off of it. Yeah. Everybody who owned it. Because that for, type of thing is not a novelty. In yeah. The for yeah. a while, the hotel, restaurants, and shops were all managed separately. Oof. And so it was losing a ton of the yeah. the actual business of the ship right. was losing a ton of money because those three businesses weren't one business. Oops. And then getting them to be one took a long time and just yeah. was not very Rookie productive. Mistake, guys. Yeah. Um it reopens under the RMS Foundation in 1993. So like people who are like actually work with boats right. and like get it, you know what I mean, and are able to like make the museum portions of it histor- historical right. and interesting, you know. Um, and it still operates as a hotel today. Right. So it's had portions of time where it's been like closed for whatever. Well, sure. and That's yeah. true of most um, places. But again, old. it's uh, old and long. And so I took a lot of it out because it just wasn't very interesting. And you know, the fact that it's a hotel also gives it a lot of grounds for haunting. Because uh-huh. hotels are haunted. Uh-huh. Um, much like theaters. Yes. Although you're going to get more death in hotels than in theaters. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean. So... Yeah, we're going to talk about the hauntings here in a minute because there are a few, obviously, specific ones that people report seeing. But I find it so interesting because not only was it a ship, which is already ready to be haunted, because that's another thing where, like, it was in in World War II carrying troops. Right. So, like, hi. (laughs) That's quite haunted. It's a book upon which you can write your haunted stories. Yes. And then after that, it continued to house people. Right. And now it's a hotel. Yeah. So it's literally like the perfect storm of four things. And then three a or four tragic things. event happens. Yeah, yeah. To make it into a, a hotbed for haunted stuff. Right. You know, whether you believe in that or not, the idea of just like the energy left yes. behind on this boat is so strong. Yep. Yeah. So, speaking of the hauntings. Yes. Uh, there have only been 49 reported deaths aboard the Queen Mary. Wow. But I th- there is a lot of speculation that there are more than that well, that almost were, went on there reported. Would have to be. Yeah. There would have to be. But that's a very low number for yes. reported deaths. Uh, and, and I also couldn't get a clear read on if that was only while it was operating as a ship or over the years of ship and hotel. Okay. Um, and, and some of the stuff I was reading was probably a few years out of date um, just well, because it's now that it's a hotel, there's not like new history to be writing about it so you know there could have been more since then i don't know um but there are reports of around 150 spirits on the ship just like totaling up all the stuff that people there had to be more reported deaths than that while it was functioning as a hotel because let me tell you something about hotels people die in those suckers all the time i have i have known many people who have worked in hotels Uh i've never known a single one of them to not have some sort of experience with death at the hotels they work yeah. at. Not a single one. Yeah. 
So there have to be more. Yeah, so maybe that was only over the ship's history. Because, you know, when they were transporting troops, usually it was fresh troops to the front line. So they're less likely to experience death there than they would be the other way around. Um, So obviously the front of the ship and the engine yeah. room and like near the propellers are said to be haunted by the because there were deaths the there. the men who died with on the accident with the mm-hmm. curacao so that whole area is you know noisy and there's they see apparitions of soldiers and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that um in 1966 during a test of the watertight doors uh, a man is crushed to death <gasps> in hatch door number 13. Oh. And so that oh, yes, I've heard hatch door that. is hatch very door. haunted. Um, people see the figure of a man with a beard wearing coveralls at the hatch door. Poor guy. Yeah. And oh, it was like he got crushed just like long ways. Oh. He was just like standing in the door. And so they got him out of the door and took him to the hospital, but he died of his injuries. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't like it was like instant. He died of his injuries. It was really oh, sad. That's awful. Um, uh, so people at that spot see him and they also report hearing people like running behind them like and to then come and- to come help. And wow. then people like walking around whistling cause they were working down there. It's wow, one of the sure. only parts of the mechanical parts of the ship that's still functioning is the area where hatch door 13 wow, is. We're not functioning, but still to all put together. You know what I mean? Like the actual engine rooms that are still, wow. um, there and that you can go tour around. It's one of the only areas still like that interesting um and so obviously a lot of the other engine room space people say is haunted because people work down there for a long time i'm sure there were other accidents Absolutely. and deaths down there like that's just commonplace for that kind of that's work at that time period yeah, yeah certainly um the locations of both of the pools are said to be very haunted. Huh, that's interesting. And both of them, too. That's interesting to me. Not just the second class one, the first class one, too, are both super haunted. So people see wet footprints around in there. That's wild. Because they're still, like, in their original condition for you to tour. Um, And they also hear, like, the sounds of people splashing in pools while they're in there. Um, And this is interesting to me because the the ghosts that people say say they see there are women... Dressed in 30s dress and dressed in, like, 60s dress. So it seems like it's just haunted by the energy of people moving through there. Well, but also you have to think that, like, fashion trends of the 30s and the 60s are actually more similar than you might mm-hmm. think. So it could just be people getting things mixed up. Mm-hmm. But, but but like, of the two, those were the two time periods where yeah, those pools yes. were in use were the 30s and the yeah. 60s. And there are a couple of specific spirits, which we'll... I'll talk about here in a second, but I find it interesting that they just see women in swimsuits yeah. walking around there. That's like, not specific spirits, just, like... I got it. ...people there. I think that's so interesting. Yeah. Because it... I probably just because it got so much use, you know? Like, it just was a heavily time. populated area. Um, some interesting specific figures that are seen there. Um, there are a couple of children that are seen around there. So there's, like, a boy in a suit. Oh, that is seen there frequently. Like yeah, I don't get that one. I don't understand it. Just like I a boy like walking that. around in a suit. Something about children spirits spooks me more yeah, than anything Yeah, else. no, I agree. Because um, well, it's just so sad. Yeah. So sad. Well, and then there's a, a girl named Jackie who is said to have drowned in the pool that people oh. see around there. There's no reports of anybody having drowned in that pool. That's just the story people but, have. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
or or have you know in speaking to the spirit or sure. whatever that's what they've been told um that's not the only place on the ship that there are children around there's like a ghost of a little girl with like a stuffed animal that people see in some places that just made me so I sad i know um <laughs> I don't like but that. this these are the more specific ones that i've seen sure. um of of the pool which i just thought was so interesting um, the Queen's Salon, which is the main dining room oh, and, like, yeah. event areas, is supposed to be very haunted, obviously, because, right. again, a lot the of traffic. People, yeah. yeah. Um, it was the f- first class lounge, and the big one people see there is a woman dancing in a white dress, just, like, dancing across, the, like, very haunted oh. mansion energy, you know what I mean? But just, like, the one woman dancing around. Interesting. Yeah. A woman in white is always yeah. scary, my yeah. friend. I mean, she's not on the side of the highway or anything. Yeah. Um, This is one I didn't see reported that often, but in the episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved, Uh where they go to the Queen Mary, they talked about this incident. I thought it was so interesting. Great episode. Apparently, yeah, I I love that episode because Ryan gets so freaked out (laughs) because it was, oh man, it's so good. Um, uh, Apparently, during the war, some soldiers that were being transported were like, dissatisfied with their food oh jeez and threw a cook into the oven oh yes i remember this story now come on guys yeah. okay can we talk about these petty yeah. childish so okay like you're in a war yeah maybe just take what you can get mm-hmm. also it's not his fault yeah um and I don't know anything else about that story no. besides that, but the the kitchens are said to be haunted right. because of that. Well, and while they were sitting there in that episode at the beginning, they've got the setup where they're in the, you know, main room. They're in the queen salon and, and the, the kitchens, kitchens are down the hall. It. And Ryan keeps going, oh, wait, did you hear that? Because he keeps hearing stuff in yeah. the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And Shane's like, no. <laughs> Um, and then the big one that you, if you've heard of anything from the ship, you've yeah. heard about stateroom B340. Oh, yes. That's the big one. Um, it's said to be the most haunted room on the ship. Uh, and this quote just sums up what, what happened and what people have seen. So in 1948, a British third class passenger, Walter J. Adamson, passed away in the room and the details of his death are unknown. Um, I'll oh, talk more about that in a second. Class. Um, Later, in 1966, a woman staying in the room reported that she was woken up when the bed covers were pulled off of her, and she saw a man standing at the foot of her bed. And that I find interesting, because that's when it was still functioning as a boat. Boat, So it was haunted even then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which obviously it was. Uh, She screamed and rang for the steward, but the man apparently vanished into thin air. Years later, guests staying in the room have reported hearing someone knocking at the door in the middle of the night and seeing bathroom lights mysteriously turn on. Even the hotel's maids started complaining that they would find the bathroom water running even when no one had stayed in the room for days. And one reported that the bed covers were pulled off right after she had put them on. So, like, even the people who work at that hotel ref- don't go in there. They don't yeah. like that room. And that There's room has always been, one in hotels. Yeah. yeah. And that room has been closed on and off for several years. Like, they'll close it for yeah, a while and, and then they'll open it back up and, like, let investigators go in. I was going to say, it's one of those it. places where you have to, like, get permission to go in. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, they close it and then they, like, fill slots for, like, two months and then they close it again. Right. Um, but there were, like, years where it was closed altogether. You couldn't go in it. Wow. Well. Um, well, the maids wouldn't clean it, so yeah. that's a big part of it, yeah. you know. Um, and then, so this I found interesting. I couldn't find it on here, but I have heard it on many things that I've watched about the Queen Mary. Okay. Is that there are reports of other deaths that have happened in that room, like that other people Over have time. Uh, claimed yeah. to 
you know, reported or not, there have been other people who've died in that room. And a lot have either been because of or have later experienced heart problems. So, like, uh, like uh, from heart attacks so or when people he... are in there, they say that they have heart problems. Sure. Um, so that's probably what that man That's what I was going to say, you know, that he probably died of a heart attack. Yeah. That's a spooky one. I don't, I don't get spooked that easily when it comes to this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, full disclosure. I'm into the supernatural. Oh yeah, stuff. big like, time. Totally believe in like yeah. hauntings and stuff like that. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go with like one of those stupid spirit box things and like try- that's not my gig really. Yeah. But um, you know, I like to visit haunted places and I can usually. I am very empathetic with that sort of thing. Yeah. Like when we go to the asylum, I get very physically yeah. affected. Yeah. You should have seen last time we were there. I almost passed should've out. Should sit down. Um, but uh. I've never had an experience where I felt like something was malicious. No, and I truly don't believe that that's like a thing. Mm-hmm. Like when I talk to people about how I feel about it and they're like, but what if something bad happens? I'm like, I don't believe that that will happen to me. Yeah. Um, but that kind of like the pulling back the sheets and stuff like skews me out. It yeah, it skews me, me big time. And maybe it's because I had like a kind of. Can I tell a personal story yeah. <laughs> while we're still on the podcast yeah. here on the air today in yeah. the studio? I once was having, um, because I have anxiety, sometimes I have like kind of sleep paralysis-y moments. Livid, li- uh, I lose lucid a dream, dream a good bit. Yeah. I was once having like a lucid dream where in the dream I was laying in my bed that I was actually laying in with a weighted blanket on top of me, which I was actually like in the physical space uh-huh. utilizing. And I was laying with my head turned to the right. And in the dream, I was talking to, I think it was you, but it could have been somebody else. I don't remember. Saying, oh, there's a ghost in here. Um, you know, I I experience it sometimes. And I remember in the dream thinking, oh, it's to my left. I know it's there. And then... In the dream, I start feeling my big, heavy-weighted blanket being pulled off of me mm-hmm. to the point where, because I'm lucid dreaming, I think, okay, just turn your head and that will stop. And I had to, like, wake myself up and snap my yep, head. Yeah, I had to do that before. Um, and the blanket had not moved, but I was experiencing that. And that was enough to spook me out. Yeah. And it didn't actually move or yeah. get pulled it off was of in me. your. It was in a dream. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So that is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then obviously, you know, there have been all over the ship, there's sure. knocking doors, footsteps, other smaller apparitions, cold spots, all that, yeah. all that good stuff. But boats and hotels, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know that places. the history of this is not particularly spooky. Like usually for I mean, spooky episodes, we pick historically more spooky well, things. But I just think that like. I am interested in places that are haunted because I'm interested in the reasons that people say that they're haunted. And for me, this is just a perfect storm of like a laundry list of reasons people say things are haunted, you know, like by soldiers because people lived on it, you know, in a hotel, whatever. It's all of those things. And I just think that's so interesting. It's a good one. Thanks. Queen Mary. Queen Mary. I'd love to go someday. Yeah. I don't want to get... Blankets ripped off of me. No. I want to go there. I want to go to the Winchester Mystery Houses. Or there like, are a lot of haunted places I want to go. Yeah. But, like, I would go to California just to do those two things. I care yeah, about I would very little else in California. Stop in Disneyland. Yeah. I would go to Disneyland. Yeah. And I would go to the um, Redwoods. 
Sure. And hunt for now Bigfoot. we're just talking about California. Well, I was just saying, <laughs> and I would hunt for Bigfoot. That's the only other thing I have well, any sure. interest of do- you can hunt doing. Hunt for Bigfoot over there. here. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was a good one. Thanks. Um. I'm not sure what the next one's going to be. I'm like kind of switching back and forth mm-hmm. between a couple different. But it will ideas. be spooky. But it will be spooky, and it'll be our last spooky one. It's over so fast. Yeah, we only do two. I know. It's but that's quick. for the best, because I'm already getting tight on ideas. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got spooky suggestions, let a girl know. Yeah, because we'll need them for next year. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, do you have holiday suggestions? We'd love to hear them. Yeah. Um, we did get one last week, but, uh-huh. you know, the more the merrier. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So what do I say now? I don't know. I'm all thrown off because we're not in the right place. Good God. Okay. If you have questions or comments or if you want to send us other suggestions, because we do have to fill November, guys. It doesn't have to be holiday themed until December. Um, you can send them to us at rememberthatpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at RTTpod. We're also on Facebook if you just search the name of the podcast. And we would really love it if you would leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to this podcast, if you haven't already. Um, and if you want to find me on the internet, I am at the real Anna Webb, and I'm at ACW Nerdfighter. I've had too much caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> it's eight thirty. It's eight thirty p.m. Yeah. So here we go. Wide awake. Till I take my sleep aid. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, all right. Well, the spooks continue. So until that next spooky, spooky time. Remember.